0: Welcome, welcome to a place where you will hear from ordinary people who have stepped out in faith and have some extraordinary testimonies to share. My hope is that you will be inspired today, inspired to take your own step or leap of faith to do that thing, no matter how big or how small you believe God is calling you to do. Your faith may feel as small as a mustard seed right now, or maybe big enough to move mountains. No matter where you are in your faith journey, I am confident that God will meet you right where you are. I'm your host, Trish McCarthy, and I'm so glad you're listening. Well, I am so thrilled to introduce you to my friend Tara Bradham-Denai, and I am so excited because she's actually here in person in my house. She lives in Montana, but she's in town, and she, to me, our relationship is Tara such an example to me of how faith has ripple effects. And we were just talking just a minute ago about how awesome that it is we are still in each other's lives. And we knew when we met, we're, we're actually definitely of different generations. How old are you? 27. 27. <laughs> She's um, like old enough to be young enough, young enough to be my daughter. But we, God knit our hearts together so instantly. And we knew that we were going to be, be in each other's lives for a while. We just knew it. We both knew it. And it was in part because of Tara. I've I've talked about this before. It was her interviewing me for her podcast that got me starting my own. And so just an example of how faith has ripple effects. So I'm grateful that you obeyed the Lord's leading and calling to start your ministry and do what you're doing for multiple reasons, not just selfishly for my own reasons, but I'm just so grateful. And just to see how it has spurred me on personally and had such an impact on my own faith. So Tara, welcome. Thank you. you. Um, What an intro. I'm
1: excited to be here and just, it's full circle to see you doing this now. So it's
0: exciting. It is. So I love your, uh, well, your testimony is amazing. So let's start there. Let's just, can you just share just a short I know it's really hard because you've written a whole book on it Yeah. <laughs> and you could, it could take you a day to tell your testimony probably because it's so amazing and intricate and detailed. But can you give us the condensed version of your story? Yes,
1: super condensed. <laughs> I was a swimmer growing up and I got very good, very young. And so I actually became the fastest swimmer my age for my age group in the country. And I held that in a few events for about three years. And then I tore my shoulder at the end of a race, but we didn't find it out really for about seven years. So every misdiagnosis and misdiagnosis, misdiagnoses Mm. that you can imagine and all of these doctors and multiple surgeries until I really lost my quality of life. So I was 19 years old, had pain 24-7 from my shoulder to my hand and begged God to die. And... Mm. I think you're going to share a part in there, so maybe I won't say what happened. So just from the very top to the very bottom of what a sport can bring with faith mixed in between.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought up the word faith because obviously the theme of my podcast is faith. I was praying this morning that God, I wanted to find uh, an excerpt from your book. She Tara has written a book called Swimming for Freedom, a true story of faith, hope, and victory. And it really is... When I read it, I, I had the pleasure and uh, privilege of reading it in manuscript form, yeah. and I couldn't put it down. Like before the edit, before yeah, and I couldn't put it down. It really, it really is an amazing story, Tara, and I'm, I'm glad you wrote it. And um, but but yeah, when before you came over this morning, I was just praying that God would lead me to an excerpt from your book about faith, and in true awesome God. He did. He brought me to chapter 11. And the very first thing that I saw was the verse from a Cutlass song. And here it is. If it's a quote uh, or lyric, even if the healing doesn't come and life falls apart and dreams are still undone, you are God, you are good, forever faithful one, even if the healing doesn't come. And I know for you, God had given you a promise that you he, you believed that he was going to heal you in this life. We, we know that if we belong mm-hmm. to Jesus, obviously in the life to come, we are told that we will have a glorified body. There's no more pain. There's no more tears. We There is healing, but you believe that he gave you the promise for this life, right? So mm-hmm. to walk us through, just tell us a little bit about how did it affect your faith? Like you just said, I wanted to die. My quality of life was just not there how what what happened with your faith describe some of the ups and downs when the healing wasn't coming
1: yeah I do want to share my life promise just so it makes sense yes, a little bit, yes. which is a little long, but it's Jeremiah 33, six through nine. He says, I will bring health and healing to you. I will rebuild you as you were before and you will enjoy abundant peace and security. I will forgive all your sins against me and then you will bring me renown, glory, praise and honor before all the nations on earth that hear of what I do for you and they will tremble and fear and be in awe of the peace and prosperity I provide for you. Wow. That was a promise I felt reading the word my freshman year of college, where I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, this is my life promise for you. Mm. And so praying through that. So now I, I have a ministry that is for people who live in chronic pain and all this physical things that happen in our body and how we reconcile that with faith. And so I, this is the water I quite literally swim in now. And I know mm. everyone's story is so, so different. I believe that God heals people in the way that brings him the most glory and the way that brings us the closest to him. Mm -hmm. So just really briefly, I believe that God heals people miraculously. I have seen that in my life, in other people's lives. He absolutely still does that. I think a lot of times he's doing that because he has something else to show through that. I believe that God absolutely uses medicine, doctors, oils, all of the things that he's given us on this earth. And a really good book it's called miraculous healing why god heals some and not others by henry frost it's an old book but he actually says i love this that all healing is divine but only some healing is miraculous and so mm-hmm. miraculous is when he steps outside of the confines that he made the physics and laws of this world but he can easily do that because he made it but actually all healing is divine so medicine is divine mm-hmm. And then ultimate healing is another category where that's your full healing in heaven. Mm. And a lot of times we say, well, God didn't heal my friend because they died. Mm. And actually, that is the best healing you're ever going to get. I had a friend die and I was like, God, why did I get my healing and she didn't get hers? And the Holy Spirit just immediately was like, Tara, if she could be there with you right now, she would ask me the same question about you. Wow. Why did I get my full healing? And Tara still has nerve damage and things that she deals with. And so ultimate healing. And then I believe some people are not healed in the way we expect physically at all. They're still in the fight. Still, God's grace is sufficient for them and he's doing other things. And so I I just want to put that briefly because I think it's such a controversial topic of physical healing and faith and how that interacts. But I really felt like my story specifically, God said, I'm going to heal you, not in heaven yet in this, because I'm going to use your story to speak to the nations. right? And so that's, and that's a whole nother story. I believe that meant he was going to heal me fully. And then he was Mm -hmm. going to take me to the Olympics because clearly (laughs) if it's every nation, like that makes sense. And that completely spoiler did not happen, but a different way. Now I'm writing a book and creating a ministry. And so it's just different
0: than we think a lot of times. I just, I love, first of all, I'm just blown away. This Atera is so Knowledgeable, and I'm just sitting here. I wish I had a pen and a paper, writing all this stuff down. Of course, I get to listen get get to listen to it again. But just the information about he, healing, what you just said, in the different ways I never thought of it that way, and it's just so amazing. But but uh, you you said something about. Um, how you thought you 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 knew God gave you this promise, but you interpreted it one way and you thought it was going to mean this. And I just love how God is so creative and surprises us and mm-hmm. we can't put him in a box. So tell us what you're doing now. With, you said, now he's using this for this ministry. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And just tell us a little bit about your ministry and then we'll go yeah from there.
1: So it makes sense. After uh, I was begging to die and the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. We've done everything. We found a doctor who said, she, they need to go in again. There's still something very wrong. And they found, they cut my bicep tendon off, flipped it over, and it was degenerating underneath. Mm-hmm. So that was the cause of my pain. They cut out over an inch of my bicep, reattached it in my arm, and then rebuilt about 75% of my shoulder. So that's the miracle of what I call my miracle. I still mm-hmm. deal with a lot of stuff. The miracle is not what I expected. I ended up transferring schools. I finished swimming in grad school at A&M. And I missed Olympic trials at the end of my career by a few tenths of a second again. And and I really questioned God. Of, mm. uh, I actually went on something called the world race right after I finished grad school, a year of missions in South America. And I was like, this is not... You told me... And I had felt like God told me to write a book uh-huh. like in the middle of college. And so to me, I was like, if this is going to be a book, who wants to read this roller coaster <laughs> of events? And then I don't even get the goal like who mm. wants to read that that's not a book that's not a good ending that's not what Hollywood has taught us is mm. a good story and so I was devastated be- not just because of how my career ended but how am I supposed to share this with people and so that journey in South America was coming to terms with how it ended but then I was sitting on a hammock literally we boated the whole Amazon River on the Amazon and I just remember God saying why aren't you writing your book mm. and I'm like, first I have no internet. I'm literally on the river, but thank you. Uh, But yeah, it was just so convicting. And so long story, I taught myself how to write a book proposal. I pitched in faith to an agent at a conference when I got back and I got the book contract and all that stuff. But what that has led to where I believed this promise was void of every nation will tremble in fear at what God does in my life and the, the peace he gives me through this and the prosperity he provides now... There's a book and it's actually turned into a ministry, which ironically I never saw coming. Mm -hmm. I should have when he told me it all makes sense, but he's used all that pain that I went through to address what I feel like is a hole in the church, capital C of helping people in chronic pain, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't want to address the topic because it is so controversial. A lot of people in that situation don't go to church anymore because Mm -hmm. they're physically not able or they've been really hurt by things like you don't have enough faith to be healed. And so there just aren't resources. Like I, my publisher got a devotional that's on the YouVersion app, that little Bible app Mm -hmm. um, for my book that I wrote. It's five days. And if you type in chronic pain in in the search bar for that app, and this is a huge app.
0: My devotional is the only one that pops up. Yeah. The only one. Tara, I so wish that back when I was suffering with all of my back pain, Mm -hmm. which led to emotional pain and Depression and anxiety—it was just a huge ball of pain, (laughs) all types of pain. I so wish that I had known you and had your ministry because you're right; there was nothing out there. And when I went to go get treated, I was—they were mainly just treating the physical pain, and there was there wasn't really much else helping Mm -hmm. me. Plus, like you said, I I was in too much pain to go to church. I personally—you know my Mm story—I just really you know retreated and. having having these resources would have been huge and i know that it's really helping a lot of people and as as wonderful and helpful as as your ministry is it hasn't been easy for you right it's stretched we both know we've talked about this when you step out and do things it's not always easy and your faith has challenged been challenged it's grown it's probably been on that roller coaster ride you, yeah. you, it, oh, you know what? That just made me think of that roller coaster analogy that you used. I was listening to your podcast the other day. Can you share that real quickly just because it came to my mind? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: in a Bible study I'm working on the backwards roller coaster. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I feel like pain, and you could, I think, translate this it doesn't have to be just physical no by the way like that is my passion but emotional and mental it's a all tied together but it's all equally valid this is just my passion yes so I think pain is like riding a roller coaster backwards and you can't see what's coming and so you're going up and up and up and then you just drop and it's not just like oh pain is a roller coaster it's like you're going backwards and you have no idea what's coming and you're like oh my gosh I got so much better for a month and then you do something and it causes a flare-up and you're just back to where you were three months ago and it's one step back and three steps forward. But the thing is, is Jesus is in the roller coaster with you and he knows what's coming. He can see it. And so he's holding your hand. He's not always going to tell you this is this is the next curve be ready sometimes he does he yeah gave me, he gave me the word small for this year which was a huge warning <laughs> but a lot of times he's like i'm not going to show you what's ahead but i'm going to be right here and i'm going to hold your hand That's and true. my grace is sufficient for you and i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here That's when true. the
0: sky falls out and you yeah. drop down a million miles an hour i'm yeah. still here yeah sorry i had to chase that squirrel just there because yeah. the, that analogy hit me it just hit me uh yeah. so it was so perfect um so so the original question was this doing this ministry has caused uh, yes has challenged has challenged your faith and grown your faith can you tell can you talk just a little bit about that
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times when we feel like we have, quote, a calling, let's use a really Christianese term, (laughs) that from there, it's just the up and up. And God Mm -hmm. has called me, so clearly he will bless me, his favor is on me, and this is just Mm -hmm. going to take off. And that has not been the case. So this past year, a little brief snippet, I was like, my book came out June 2nd, which that publishing date had been set years in advance. It happened to come out on Blackout Tuesday, where Mm -hmm. everyone did the blackout um, for helping racial reconciliation. So this didn't post anything about my book for a week that was after corona destroyed the book tour and everything else so there was all of that and then people have always said you know being an entrepreneur is hard and I just I knew it but until I'm living it because creating a ministry is being an entrepreneur and it is I've cried more this year I think (laughs) than I've cried in my whole life before Mm -hmm. and there's just things of my husband's helping me so we're working with that uh and there's that dynamic, and then everything is smaller than I thought. And mm-hmm. you know, and it it doesn't it has not taken off because i'm I'm like, man, I mean, like you said, like I would have given anything to have the, these resources when I was going through this. But I found, that A, it's hard to find some of these people. I mean, one in three people deals with chronic pain, like they shouldn't be that hard to find, Mm -hmm. you know, but B, some people don't want to be healed. That's Mm. been something that has been super shocking to me of like, if they're not in the right place, they don't, they don't want those resources and I'm not going to push it on them, but sometimes they are so has become part of their identity. They really don't want to get better or have freedom amidst their pain and that goes for all kinds of pain so there's been that and just the i've really had to face the self-deprecatory nature i have have. in myself and then also on the flip side is pride i mean there are two sides of pride of the same coin And just we talked about even combining with other people's efforts instead of feeling competition towards them. Mm. And I mean, the roller coaster, I mean, every day I'm like, oh, my gosh, God is amazing. Look what he did. This is so cool. And then an hour later, I get, you know, someone makes some comment or something and I'm just like oh my gosh, I'm awful. Why didn't I see that? And Mm. just growing to not have those huge ups and downs of like my identity is in the Lord. I live for the applause of nail scarred hands. He is my commanding officer. But just being honest, like I can say all those things and it sounds great on a podcast, but (laughs) living that out day to day when you're, and this is like a baby, you know, of like, God, I feel like you called me to this. Uh, Why isn't it growing? Why Mm -hmm. is this happening in certain ways? So it has definitely been, a roller coaster, Mm -hmm. but I still know that God has called me to this, even if it is for one person. And I think that's hard for me with my personality because I want huge impact. And my friend just texted me the other day. She's like, by the way, here's the definition of impact. It's like influencing one person Mm -hmm. in some way. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. because to me, impact is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. And she's like, you are having impact. You are." But to me, I'm like, I just want bigger and
0: better and of course, God gave me the word small. It's just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, I just read something this morning as you were describing this whole thing. And and, and actually something you said earlier also um, kind of ties into this. And that is that the goal is not the goal. Mm-hmm. The, the goal is not the goal. The goal is the process. And yeah. so as you were describing this whole thing, you've you just described the roller coaster the ups and downs and you there's so much reflection in what you were just saying about what you're learning about your not only your, yourself and this whole process but what you're learning about him mm-hmm. and his character and too often it's it's good to have goals i know, mm-hmm. you know we we both are goal oriented and we you know he tells us to keep our eyes on the prize uh, mm-hmm. but if we if we are too focused on the outcome, we miss all of that process and the good stuff in between. Yeah. And so
1: I used to wear a necklace that said the journey is the Mm. reward. Mm-hmm. And it really is. If you, if you read my book and the thing is the reason God got a publishing contract and he made all of that when I'm like, how is this even going to work when it doesn't have a good ending? And the reason people are touched by it is because it's not the Hollywood ending. Mm-hmm. The entire book is the process. That's right. It It's not about whether or not you accomplish the goal at all. It's, it's who did God make you in, in the process. And, who he is and that. And he's, he's different than I think we think. And mm-hmm. another really good book I read this year and I just need to, I borrowed it. I want to go find it, buy it and reread it again. It's called Anonymous by Alicia Britt Cole. And the whole thing is about Jesus's anonymous seasons that you see this whole part of his life that God, um, you know, he didn't start ministry until he was 30. And what was he doing that he was able to defend and deflect the enemy's temptations right when he started his ministry in the ways that he did. And just, I God is growing me. I'm not there all the time, but I've actually seen glimpses where not only am I
0: content in this quote anonymous season, but I'm actually really grateful for it. Tara came to a retreat that I did in 2020. And of course, like many, probably companies and other ministries out there, 20 we all had a 2020 vision for 2020 and none of us saw this coming but mm-hmm. tara and i have done um we've chosen a word every year to focus on god's given us a new word and so can you tell us tara about your new word and what you feel he's leading you to next year in, in 2020 yeah with so
1: one? i just felt like i put on my heart the word grow And so I just showed Trish my new little vision board, but I don't know what that means to be perfectly honest. And I've learned enough to know that I try to make the word mean whatever I want it to mean. And so I I hear grow. I'm like, yes, the ministry ministry had a small year and now we're going to have a growth year and it's going to just grow and grow and grow. And thank goodness God humbled me with the small year and now it's just going to be growth. And I don't, I mean, it might, but just... Probably not. I mean, yeah. who knows? And you know, it's probably gonna be I don't know, dying to yourself and crucifying your flesh. And here's your growth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I think there's a lot in tending to how things grow, and some things grow quickly, and some things don't grow as fast. And talking about scars and how our wounds grow back together, and even bad things can fester and grow in your body, like cancer or pride or mm,
0: bitterness. That's good. And so we'll see what God reveals. That's right. And I, don't you just love how you don't know and he, the way that your word will manifest itself throughout the year. And Mm -hmm. it's not always what you expect. And oftentimes so much better, just like God, Mm -hmm. how he works just so much better than we could have even imagined. And I think the, the key is just committing, committing and and abiding, committing that to him Mm -hmm. and abiding and trusting that whatever that looks like, it's what he meant and it's Mm -hmm. his plan and it's his way and, and his ways are good. What's your word? My word is bold. My word's bold. And, and what does it mean? I know, you know what does it mean. No. Again, same thing. I don't know. I um, know how to say it.
1: The Greek word you were saying, parasia, that I shared in oh, my little yeah. newsletter. Yeah. You're like, maybe it should be that. Oh, right. The unrestrained ability to just speak. That's right. Maybe that should be my word. I probably butchered the pronunciation.
0: But oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Yeah, I do super not. Super random. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a... Uh... like you i'm just laying it surrendering Mm -hmm. maybe my word should be surrender i've been doing a lot of that lately but just yeah i think it's bold so i have a a visual of a lion so we'll see so thank you so much for being here and thank you as always for i love your vulnerability and your honesty and transparency it is admirable and inspires me so thank you so much yeah thank you i'm just so grateful for you having you in my life (laughs) Well, I sure hope you enjoyed that testimony and it encouraged and inspired you today. Please be sure to listen to the next episode where I expand upon the testimony you just heard and share a takeaway, teaching, and tip based on what was shared.